This is Sam. And hi, I'm Kieran. And、uh, welcome to our podcast called Better Than That. And the <laughs> that will change, I guess, every week. That's that's the sort of like thing we are thinking about right now. <laughs> In the works, in the works. Yes, I, I think we kind of started this because we wanted to create a、uh, space for meaningful conversations that are deeply intimate, uncomfortable, and we thought, okay, why not do it through a podcast and invite you guys to be part of this? <laughs> yeah. So every week we will bring in like a piece of media. So it could be like an article or a film or a TV series or just anything that's happening around us, and we will kind of like talk about what we feel about it and what kind of thoughts it sparks. And then we will go and ask each other questions that we haven't really had the chance to ask each other before. I'm a little bit excited, but I'm also a little bit scared. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm also scared.、When Am I not scared? So that's kind of like the the main structure of yeah our show. Okay, so what are, what are we gonna talk about today? Or before that, maybe、um, <laughs> maybe we、yeah. should maybe we should introduce ourselves. Clearly, we are novices at this. <laughs> I think we just assume that、um, everyone who's gonna be listening to this will be our friends who already know、yeah. who we are. So、um, thank you for listening. But yeah, Kranz, go go introduce yourself. Okay.、Um, yeah. So I'm Kieran. I guess I like to write things.、Um, I also like creating Spotify playlists. It's like such a cool thing for me. I don't know. Is that is that a weird thing to say? I don't know. I just like it. Okay. And I also really like sleeping. Like I cannot stress that enough. Right. 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 How important sleeping is to my life. But yeah, that's、mm-hmm. me in a nutshell. And I think that's the one thing that we share in common that we love to sleep. <laughs> exactly. And Kranz is being very humble about this, but she's a international published poet. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! I had to. And the London. I, what, I, what I, London? No, no. Basically, I just am a part of this collective, which is a collective where women of color, I guess, go and learn how to write, how to publish, and kind of be a part of the international writing community. Right, and that's super、but、cool. Yeah, it is. It is. I've learned a lot. But okay, this is not an ad for <laughs> rewrite or or for my. Writing. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, yes, Sam, yes. Tell、okay. them about yourself. So I go by Sam or Wish. I guess depending on when you got to know me, you would know me by different names. I am a film producer, and I just feel like an old person stuck in a young person's body. So my mind is always in overdrive, and I guess that's kind of why we wanted to start a podcast to kind of talk about things. Yeah, of course. Yeah,、sure. our friendship is is level up now. Oh yeah, we have like this baby together. It's like the next step, you know. No. BTO, but we got this pseudo baby. <laughs> Did you just say no BTO? I、yeah. think I think people need context for what that means. Oh, okay. BTO means built to order, and it is like an acronym that we used for governmental housing in Singapore, where um eighty percent of the population lives. And BTO means like when couples, I don't know what they even do, yeah. I think like you apply for a block, yeah,、right. you yeah. ballot or something, then you get a house after a few years. Yeah. Okay, wait. Enough about this. Let's like get to the meat of what we want to talk about. Right. So this episode, we're gonna. I mean, it's titled "Better Than Romance." <laughs> so. We're gonna talk about friendship and kind of base it off our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and we were inspired by this article that actually Kranz shared with me over Telegram a while ago. Yeah. We will like probably link it 
like whenever this podcast comes out. <laughs> but, so this um, article for me was very interesting because I seldom see pieces about friendship in popular media. I mean, there are pieces, but specifically with the nuance of giving friendships the same sort of respect and glory yeah. that yeah significance that romance or like romantic love is given in our culture and I thought this article was a perfect encapsulation of that kind of discourse I guess mm-hmm. so the article basically talks about how our culture elevates romantic relationships above platonic ones and then you kind of see this through um, governmental policies in our societies and how institutions normalize that yeah and and i think that's a very good encapsulation of the article i think for me what was like like why i was so taken by the article was like the personal stories mm-hmm. like it contains anecdotes of like different people of varying ages varying sexualities and they are like important friendships in their life and how they have been able to successfully decenter romance mm-hmm. so like these i think these two women they like tell any person that they are dating that you know for me my friend is number one and then you come after that and I think that's so refreshing to hear because I think for us that's kind of been the mandate right right for as long as we've known each other but it's very rare to see this with like other people like if I were to go and tell an acquaintance this they'll be like huh no lah for me like my boyfriend number one Mm-mm. or like my fiance number one that kind of thing you yeah, know yeah. because like I spend the most amount of time with my partner my romantic partner and it, I mean, it was nice to have to have a model that we can look at that resembles the friendship that we have. I mean, like, not only model, because I think it's very hard to say that this is a blueprint for the perfect friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think just seeing the ways in which different people decenter romance mm-hmm. and the different ways in which friendship, like, plays a very important, critical role in their lives, mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah. Something that I watched in, in this Toni Morrison documentary, right, was that I think she had left her husband and she was raising her children by herself mm-hmm. while she had a day job as an editor. And her friend, Sonia... Perez? Oh shit, this is so embarrassing. Sonia Sanchez, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. the poet. Sonia Sanchez was talking about how she would help Tony Morrison in the sense that she would go pick up groceries for her, she would babysit her kids just to help ease like the burden of caregiving. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that documentary, it was so nice to see because we don't really see that, especially in Singapore, we don't see systems of care like that that are outside of like your family nucleus. Right, right, right. Yeah, but this is like a friend who is constantly there for you, you know? No one is shaming Miss Morrison for being like, like, oh, you should just marry, then, you know, easier to bring up your kids, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're imagining different ways of caring, different ways of familial structures that are not necessarily bonded by blood or DNA. Right, right, right. Which I think is, ve- which is, I think, very cool to see. La. Of course. And the whole caring thing and the family nucleus and how the state deals with it is very interesting to the Singapore context because most of us live in public housing and that comes with limited space and restrictions. And most of the time, you have to be in a heteronormative couple to purchase a home like that, right? Unless you are above 35, then you can buy. But then Mm -hmm. we can also talk about how they effectively limit caregiving and care support structures to like your family, the person you marry and the kids you have or your parents. And doesn't leave you enough room to like, let's say, live with friends, live with like partners partners, or a different kind of familial, I guess, relationship. That brings us to like, you know, 
know the recent like news where they are further limiting like prime locations mm-hmm. away from like singles. It's just like very constrictive lah. Right, right, right. Although they did mention that this policy is meant to help make housing more open. Yeah, but in the first place, I don't know if anyone in their right mind <laughs> buys a HDB in order to sell it. Like, I don't think it's that profitable eh? Or am I wrong? I mean, you have to have a large amount of capital lah. For people who don't know, a HDB flat can cost like 600000 Is that is I think that right? that's like low-balling. Yeah. Right, right. Like. I think if you want like, if you want like a decent 4-5 room in like a prime-ish area they go up to 900 one, 900k one mil nowadays yeah and then you kind of own own it for only 99 years and then it goes back to the government so that's kind of the housing policies that we have in Singapore and I love that you you are giving a lot of context for international viewers I, <laughs> I don't even know who who hey, out of hey, Singapore is going to listen to us friends okay okay true and true, true. Like, believe it or not, there are people in Singapore who don't even know of this new policy. The only people who are really talking about that are people, I mean, obviously, people who are affected, and that includes the both of us, who, I mean, kind of talked about possibly living together, having a house together. Yeah. I just find it so sad that I have to be 35 and above to be able to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sad. (laughs) Okay, okay. Don't be sad. (laughs) I mean, I'm okay. I'm just saying. It's just unfair, right? Yes. But people would say life isn't fair. Okay, okay. So I think we've talked enough about the real world. <laughs> yeah, if we want to introspect now, intrude inwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about friendship, right? What do you think a healthy friendship looks like? Okay, I think that's quite a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think healthy friendships will look differently for different people, depending on what expectations they have out of a friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me personally, because friendships are like quite significant and important to me, right? I would say that I think mutual respect has to be like the bedrock of any like lasting friendship. Mm-hmm. I think effort, yep. communication, and just like comfort slash ease. Like, I want to work on something with someone else. Like, I want someone else who puts in similar amounts of effort, Mm -hmm. like me, so it's reciprocal. But I also want there to be, like, a relative ease slash comfort with the whole situation. I feel like sometimes when you try too hard, it's like, you know, it doesn't really feel that way, Right. you know? I mean, it almost sounds kind of like the expectations that we have in any relationship. For romantic relationships. Yeah, yeah, in romantic relationships too, yeah. The other day we were talking and you were telling me about this idea of a better half. Okay, so basically I think this whole modern discourse of the better half, my other half and needing this one person Mm -hmm. to come and complete us, I think it has its roots in a Greek text so basically the text is Plato's Symposium Mm -hmm. in which there is a tale slash speech that a Grecian um, comic slash playwright Aristophanes he kind of details basically he says that originally Mm -hmm. humans were joined together so we had two heads and two sets of limbs and we were joined together to form one entity but the fact that we were joined was sort of like a threat to Grecian gods and because we were seen as a threat the Greek god Zeus I think that's how it's pronounced yep, but Zeus. Z-E-U-S mm-hmm. yeah he decided to cut us into half mm-hmm. so that we would be less powerful and um, after cutting us into half the kind of 
thinking behind the action was that now each half would constantly be in search of its other half for all of eternity mm-hmm. and that the primary goal of like life was to reach that state of completion where you found like your better slash other half and it's necessitated by the fact that there is a wound right, right, right. because like you know that you're wounded and like your healing will only happen after you're complete so I think that's where this whole verbiage of like better half other half or you need this one person to complete you mm-hmm, comes from mm-hmm. yeah I think that's the gist of it if I'm not wrong if I'm wrong please <laughs> Come at me. No, but it makes okay. sense. I mean, yeah. it's where the idea of a soulmate comes through too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where it came from. And when I read it, I was like, oh my God, so this is where it comes from. And I've just not like been comfortable with that ideology. Like every time I hear it in movies and songs and whatever, it just feels very like overwrought to me. Like, right. like someone is force feeding this to us that it's not a natural state of being, you know? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that you always question it. Yeah, I really don't like it because I don't know. Sometimes, like, you can be whole yourself. Mm-hmm. Why you need another person to be whole? You know what? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Completely. Like, agree. I'm not saying that we don't need relationships. Mm-hmm. We are social animals, right? So we need connections. Mm-hmm. But we don't need one specific connection that is self-sustaining. It doesn't make sense, right, to me. And I think this whole culture of depending on that one person to be your everything. Is highly unhealthy, right? And right. where a yeah, and and it's the root of like a lot of issues, right? Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure lah to put that kind of expectations onto someone else and to expect that of yourself to be this person for whoever your romantic partner is. Yeah, exactly. And I remember, I mean, you shared a video with me earlier <laughs> this year, I think, from Jubilee, and then. It was a video about whether you can fall in love with more than one person. And there's this thing that this woman specifically says that one hole plus one hole equals to, what was it, three parts? No, I think what she was saying, right, is that people constantly complain about like, if I'm in a couple, then if one half of it leaves, Mm -hmm. then I'm like unwhole, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not complete anymore. And she was saying that she finds that not the truth at all and not really the right kind of narrative she says that it is better to frame your understanding in a way that like when you come together so like I'm one full person and my partner is one full person and we come together and we make this thing that is like a separate entity that encapsulates the relationship yeah correct so it's like our collective but it's not us together it's like a third thing I think you were kind of right a third thing so if someone leaves Mm -hmm. then that third thing is not whole anymore but you are still whole right 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 yeah so when she explained that I was like super blown away by her because I had never seen coupledom expressed like that right and if we saw it through those lenses we might be more forgiving towards ourselves Mm -hmm. and there'll be less pressure yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how did how did like seeing that coupledom can be framed this way and can be looked at through this lens? How did that make you feel? Because honestly it was like a life changing thing for me to like hear her framing. Like I don't know why. I just never ever thought of it like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely life changing for me too. And that's when I realized that my earlier impressions of what a romantic relationship looked like kind of changed changed in what sense growing up and looking at every interaction or what i've been taught to understand about romantic partnerships right is that this person 
by default should be the first person you go to, you know, when when something happy happens or when you're in need. And this person is supposed to be able to fulfill all your needs. So I think when I started questioning this and the video that you shared helped me realize that you can't expect this one person to carry the whole burden of fulfilling all your needs because that's just not possible and that's not I think it's just not realistic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's not sustainable also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think someone is going to burn out. And it's kind of like how you have different friends for different activities, different things. Mm. I see that as something that can be applied to in the romantic realm. For sure, for sure. Okay, so my first question for you, Kranz. It's going to be simple. <laughs> this one is a nice okay. uh, lead in. <laughs> Why am I so scared? <laughs> no, no, okay. I don't what, know. No, it's very simple. What What do you love about our friendship? Oh my god, it's such a cute question. I, I don't know why I'm scared. <laughs> you know, this kind of question is like, it will constantly change depending mm-hmm. on when you ask me. Yeah, so I think I like that about this question. I think at this moment, the thing I love about our friendship is that it's very no holds barred and we are very comfortable and at ease with each other and I think that kind of comes with being together for so long I would say the ease was already there when we like kind of got to know each other at first but anyone who has had like long-term friendships or relationships will know right that ease is just such a part of a relationship <laughs> like I, I don't know I don't know why Aww. like it just makes me feel so good and I think other than that it's just I think knowing that you will be there for me no matter mm-hmm. what and I don't mean that in a way that you are just always gonna be supportive of me you know what I mean I mean that in a sense that you will call me out you will tell me things that <laughs> which is still hear. me supporting you <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. okay what I meant was that it has to be that kind of, of, of relationship where it's constantly maturing and growing like you're not lulling each other into a state of false comfort mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so I think that is what I appreciate and love most about us yay <laughs> yeah, I love so you too cute. <laughs> I love this con- yeah I love you of course I love this primer question yeah yeah okay your turn <laughs> okay mine are like not cute you know mine are like really boom okay right. okay I'm ready for the boom <laughs> okay now okay. I'm scared but okay what are like some of your biggest fears when it comes to friendships Ooh, like friendships in general or my friendship with you specifically <laughs> you can answer both it's up to you okay I think friendships are definitely very important to me and I think my friendship with some people I know will last longer and are you know permanent and I think I've come to terms with the fact that not all your friends now will continue to be your friends in future while I have come to terms with letting go a part of me is also scared of losing the friendship I know it doesn't diminish the memories and whatever that we shared in the past I think it just makes me scared of loss maybe I don't know no I think that's a very valid concern like I'm just scared of not having people in my life (laughs) okay I'm scared of being alone (laughs) or dying alone maybe I don't know oh my god dude that was such a great segue into like my other question for you Wait, but I haven't answered the one about you. Yeah, okay, okay, continue. Well, this might be super selfish, but my fear is that when you find the love of your life or whatever you want to call this partner, (laughs) that our friendship will not be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my honest answer. (laughs) Yeah. 
no I think that's a very valid concern and I for some reason I don't have that concern with you eh <laughs> why <laughs> I don't know because I just know that I've been such a permanent fixture while like all the partners have just been like come and go come and go come and go <laughs> I'm like that outlasting you know outlasting yes, yes, yes. beacon of I don't know what love hope yes yes optimism for sure. Okay, yeah, but this is super to... interesting that, 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 that you fear that, but I don't fear that from you. Yeah, I wonder how I feel about it. <laughs> okay, I think we have to be realistic also. I don't think I can say that your worries are unfounded, but I can kind of promise you that it won't be to the extent that you're imagining. Okay, okay, okay. I think I think for me, I'm very sorted in the sense that I really know if there is going to be that kind of partnership, right? It's going to be secondary to the relationships that I already have in my life. I think not a lot of people can say that, but I think no, I can yeah, say for that. Sure. Yeah, I feel I feel confident. The fear is still there Yay. in some part in my brain, but but yes. Friendship I, I one, romance zero. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that should be a tattoo on me or some shit. Like, <laughs> oh my god, ew! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you are. Your tattoos are always like you know you think very well, one. I do. I do. Okay, my next question for you is: When like did you resent me or held any grudges when I mean at any time of our friendship, right? When we were like not really keeping in touch, for example, because we've known each other for like what 10 years is it 10 years yeah Maybe. yeah we've known each other for 10 years and we weren't this close all our 10 years yeah honestly right i don't think there was like resentment because when we weren't so close i didn't have that expectation of right, right, right. increasing closeness do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i was always very comfortable at the pace our relationship was at yeah 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 so i i don't think i was ever resentful in my opinion lah i think when we were not so close was when we were both on exchange Mm-hmm. And, and, and in selected parts of our time at uni because we were at different unis yeah, yeah. but I still remember that even though we weren't that close like you were a person that I was meeting frequently I don't think that ever changed I don't know I don't think I can say that there was resentment I think if there were resentment it would happen starting now Okay, okay, I don't want us to resent each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to be real here. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, but okay, okay. But I can, I, I sure can, I can say one thing, I guess, since I don't have a, it might sound like I have a diplomatic answer or whatever, and I don't <laughs> want to be that bitch. So, I think for me, it was like a bit sad when we were not so close, but I didn't have that expectation of being closer to you lah. Like, I was always comfortable with the pace, but it was not the best feeling in the world mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you had partners that you spent most of your time with. Right, right, right. I think, Meaning when yeah. I was in a re- romantic relationship? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but that also depends. Like, with some of your partners, it was not as bad as others. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. If I could say that. <laughs> I, no, you can say whatever you want. This is a no censorship podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it's very interesting, right? That I didn't feel resentful or didn't feel upstaged by your other friendships. But I felt upstaged by your relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I made you feel that way. 
okay lah, but not like very intensely also. It was just like a like you know there'll be like the fleeting moment kind of thing. Right, right, right. I was always happy for you. Please, I know, I, know I cannot that. make myself sound like this like bitter ass person down no, there I just know, jealous. For sure. I mean, one of my questions was actually specifically about that. <laughs> but let's not go there. <laughs> but this podcast is for the discomfort and that uncomfortable okay. intimacy. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, if we want to expand on it, I was just thinking back about like my past few relationships. Uh-huh. Clearly, I have commitment issues, which will be a topic for another day. But um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out at which point did it truly affect our friendship. I don't know. I think like I think for me, the toughest parts would be needing like as in I don't have an issue being anyone's listening ear and honestly I'm saying this but sometimes it's annoying when you have to keep hearing about the same problem again <laughs> and again and again right 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 and you would give you your advice I mean? and I would just not take it yeah and like I've never like kept advice from you and I've never lied about like how I was really feeling about that situation you know like Mm. you would always know right but like it gets frankly annoying and I'm sure there are moments when you have felt the same (laughs) way to me also because honestly when you're in like shitty situations right you don't have the luxury of that that, that spectator kind of view. Right, right, right. You don't have that external sense of like, this situation sucks. So I mm-hmm. can empathize fully, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's just that I think sometimes, even though as friends we lean on each other, it can, it can become quite like a struggle when what connects us is the grievance of one person about something else. Right, right, right. You know? Like, I always aim to see this relationship as more than that. Not just, like, for you to to treat a a friendship as a dumping ground for their relationship trauma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that has happened. I'm just saying (laughs) that that's something that I, I just struggle with lah generally and I'm sure that I have been in a spot where I have done the same to other people of course and I'm like mindful of that and that's Mm -hmm, why I'm trying mm -hmm. to kind of not do that anymore but I think Mm -hmm. I think I think friends are important right in that sense of course but I don't like when when like friendships and friends are relegated to like that second tier right 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 Okay, this is like quite heavy, but okay, okay, we can chill. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, that, that that was the point of this podcast. Yeah, 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 and, and and I needed to know that. I mean, so that in future I I'm more mindful as well. People must be wondering, oh my god, why they like go online and air their dirty laundry? No, there's not dirty laundry <laughs> la. I just wanted to say like a like a Singaporean colloquialism. Yeah, no, but I think this is what makes our friendship super healthy because we're honest with one another. And I think in doing this, it also made me realize that our friendship is at this level that like deep, for like a better word, yeah. right? And we don't really see that often, I think. I mean, who are we to like pass judgments on like other people's friendships, right? But I just mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm. I think we need to frame it in the sense that for us, this is what friendship looks like. Yeah, 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 and for sure. This for is sure. what friendship can be. means to us, lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, can be. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Is it my turn to ask yes, you a question? Yes, I'm ready for your question. <laughs> okay. Do you think that you are inherently worthy of love, or do you think that you have to do things and be a certain kind of person to be worthy of love? 
Oh my god, why are your questions so like yeah. so mind boggling? So, so <laughs> if 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 I were to con- contextualize it, like, do you think that I love you because you are a person who is a human and therefore should be loved, or I love you because you do things and you you perform acts that that make you deserving of love? Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think for me, it's not purely one thing. Like I'd be lying if I say you love me because I'm human and I deserve it. Mm. Also, as you said, friendship is about making effort, and that's what yeah. it is to me also. And what that looks like is spending time with one another. And I don't know. I like to buy things for people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like to spend money on people. Not that I make a lot of money. <laughs> I, I just think when I spend time with people, I value that I don't look at my phone as much, and I just treasure the time that we have together, lah. So mm. I feel like, yeah, you already love me as a human being, and then you love me more because I do this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that makes sense. I think everyone I don't deserves think to be loved. Of course. <laughs> it's so yeah, cliche. I don't think. I, no, <laughs> it's not a cliche. I I think that we don't hear it enough. Right, it's definitely right, right. not a cliche. Yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be like a right or wrong um, answer for this question. La. It's just nice to see your perspective. <laughs> I love it. I think this could potentially be my last question for you. Love that. And <laughs> as you can tell, all my questions are very like centered on our relationship. No, which is great. Which is great. Okay. And I want to know, what do you honestly feel about us calling each other wives? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I think it's a bit light-hearted, which I appreciate. Um, okay, honestly, right? I think when we started it, I think we really thought we were trendy. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's our status on Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah, because it was like, hey, it's on Facebook. And if it's on Facebook, means it's like the shit. Like, it's the gospel or something. Yeah, and yeah. cannot be falsified or whatever shit. I think it started from there. And because it started from there, I think because of like my proclivity towards nostalgia, it will always have that kind of special place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think now, like I'm, I'm, I still love it. I love it. But I think that when I like tell other people, they can get confused. I don't want like people to think that if we call each other that because it's like cool or whatever, or we fast to collect woke coins or, mm-hmm. or some shit. Because that's totally not it. But I think in a sense of what the word means to me is that it's really like the em- embodiment and like, encapsulation of the kind of intimacy. Uh. Mm-hmm. I do imagine living together and like sharing Aww. lives together. <laughs> and I think that's a nice embodiment of that. And we don't mean wife in a sense mm-hmm, that like, mm-hmm. but we it's just, just what that word has come to mean to our relationship you know yeah we just have to wait until we're like 35 to get our house together <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god damn <laughs> well, the only I don't know if this is even a bad or a good thing but we are nearing 35 you know I feel 70 so it would be like oh, it's too long that's insane I, I like that your questions were so specific to us. I don't know why I felt like I needed to ask you more generic questions. What are you but... scared of? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not scared of anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's interesting the way you created your questions and the way I created my questions. Right, right, right. And I yeah, guess it, this could be a glimpse of how 
like we could improve on future podcasts. I yeah. could think a bit broader, and I could think in more specific ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this question, I I wanted to kind of ask you, which had like to do with the question I asked earlier. But in the next four, okay, I can't say forty years because I know you don't want to live so long. <laughs> um. Okay, in the next like twenty five years, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you see friendships in your life? And what role do they play in like your entire life? Mm-hmm. And you can answer with respect to me, of course, but also you can think about like your other friendships. I mean, obviously, in twenty five years, I would still love for you to be my friend. Of course, <laughs> I hope that doesn't I would love change. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like I- I'm gonna just insert what I love about friendship, right? Is that we call each other out, and in that we make each other better. So. I would love for us to keep doing that in 25 years, and I think we're kind of at the stage in our life where we see our friends getting married, having children, even kind of doing all these things. And by effect of that, sometimes friendship can take a backseat because to them their priorities have changed, and I completely understand. So I do expect that in 25 years, the friends that I have now may no longer be in my lives in 25 years. I would just be loving them and supporting them from afar, and I think I've kind of come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God! You, you like brought up such an important thing because I think the entire podcast I've been trying to avoid talking about this because I think this is something that really elicits a lot of anxiety in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when you're like not a part of the mainstream path, mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to say like I'm an outlier by choice. Right, yeah, yeah. but like when just like what you mentioned, when people around you are on that path where you know they have like long term relationships, and these relationships are translating into like legal partnerships, so they're either getting married or have fiancés and then mm-hmm. have children. You know, are like on their own paths to starting their own, I guess, family nucleuses. Mm-hmm. It kind of does get lonely because as a person who doesn't have that, like their yep. priorities are of course very different from yours, yep. and you can't. Fault them for that because it's a culture that we grow up in, right? Mm-hmm. But it it, fe- it can get quite lonely because then you are that person. Sometimes it's a feeling of being unmoored, like mm-hmm. or no anchor like that. Then you're just floating. Right, right, right. But it's not always a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't want to like I don't want to psych people into thinking that it's all sad. You know, sometimes it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, I don't have to always spend time with this one person because that's my partner you know mm-hmm. like sometimes I just get to be me that kind of thing but it does get lonely of course I don't deny that I mean I, I don't really know how to not be lonely but it brings me comfort knowing that I am not alone do you think that it, it could help if there were more people in your life who were also okay I don't I don't want to say outliers but maybe who are also at points in their life where like a, rem- a romantic relationship is not their priority. That's hard. Because <laughs> I can't mm. expect people to want that. Because we're not taught that no, no. it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not saying that you are going to demand someone. I'm saying like... What if? Do you think that if just by luck or by chance or by how things play out in their lives that they are in a similar situation as you, do you think that that makes you feel less lonely? Maybe. I, I do think it would help. But then... Also, I don't think that having more friends who are in, in a similar situation makes you less lonely because I, I think different friendships would have different trajectories. Yeah, and like just because this person 
has gone through the same thing doesn't mean that this person can be the friend that you want this person to be. Yeah, yeah, I think you're completely right. I think that having a single friend doesn't mean that that friendship is inherently better than a friendship with a partnered friend, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that there are a lot of people in our lives and also just generally who are in partnerships who are capable of and who will prioritize friendships yeah. with you yeah, yeah. and with their other friends. So that's 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 not what we are saying, lah. I I just was like coming from that perspective thinking whether commonality strengthens friendships more or friendships can be strengthened through other ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even if like there is a lack of commonality mm-hmm. if that makes sense and also like I think different people want different things from friendships right so some people are like okay my emotional connection and like my my anxieties and like my insecurities can be dealt with with like this one primary person in my life and then mm-hmm. like my friendships are like Okay, these are the people I do activities with. This person is like who I drink with. These are my gamer buddies. These are like my yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do this with them, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think friendship for different people is different, and I think even for us, even as we <laughs> like to like tell people that friendship has to be like something meaningful and deep, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are friends in our lives that are also more superficial and more fleeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me correct that. I don't mean that the people are superficial, but I mean like the connections yeah. are a bit more superficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even meaning in itself means different thing to people, you know. Yeah, that's so philosophical, right there. <laughs> Is this gonna be what it's like every week? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think I can ground us back to reality. I do not like philosophical conversations. <laughs> they like make my brain hurt, and my brain really hurts a lot from things happening in the world. Okay, 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 okay. I think just the freedom to pass whatever friendship means to different people. Is important now, yeah. And I think that's something that you also mentioned that I also trip on, right? Is seeing the world with a very mm-hmm. me-inflected sense of things. Right. So right. like, I need to like get out of that, you know, and just like be able to observe that different friendships mean different things, mm-hmm. and they they offer different outcomes to different people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like, I don't know, this feels like a good place to end it for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel what like, do I do feel like in the past hour, our friendship has really <laughs> leveled up. I know things about you now that I didn't know before this. Same here. I wasn't expecting some of the questions, which is great. Well, to all friends <laughs> who are listening to us, um, thank you for spending the time with us. We are very thankful for you taking however much time this podcast will eventually be <laughs> out of your life <laughs> to listen to us. And next week, we're gonna talk about what's better than tiger stripes, tie gaps, and cellulite. Of course, Kranz is the great. amazing person who came up with this great title. Oh my god, stop, <laughs> bitches. It's just, interesting conversation awaits us. <laughs> <laughs>